0: Okay, we're live. Hi, everyone. We are Sunflowers and Red Feathers. I'm Christina. And I'm Stephanie. We are two moms living in the before and after of child loss. Join us in this journey as we share our stories of not only loss, but how life after loss can still be full of beauty, love, hope, and joy. Be sure
1: to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to our channel to stay up to date on when we post a new video.
0: Hi. Hello everybody, we are Sunflowers and Red Feathers. I'm Christina.
1: And I'm Stephanie. Um, Today we have a special guest with us. Her name is Denisa White. Am I pronouncing that correctly?
2: Yes, yes, it's Denisa.
1: Perfect. (laughs) Great. So Denise is a professional bereavement counselor in the UK. She's a member of the British Association for Counseling and Psychotherapy. Um, After losing her grandmother in 2005, she quickly learned what devastating loss feels like. She has since learned through her own journey that she has a passion for helping others on similar grief paths. Um, she loves what she does, and you can see it in her work. She gives tips for tips for coping with grief on her Instagram page. And we are super excited to talk with her about um grief journaling. I fell upon her um, post in back in February, and it was about grief journaling. And I was like, ooh, Christina, this is something we need. Um, we just know that that's something that a lot of people have been using, and we haven't actually explored that yet, but we are excited to hear more about it. So we're going to hop in. We have some questions for Denisa. And we kind of just want to um, learn about your work as a bereavement counselor. Can you tell us about that?
2: Yes. So um, I work as a bereavement counselor in my private practice. Um, I have worked for various charities and organizations when I was um, studying counselling and when I was newly qualified. And there were a lot of clients that were bereaved and somehow I felt drawn to this work more than than any other. Um, I mean, I absolutely loved working with any presenting issues, uh, but bereavement felt somehow quite touching and quite close to my heart And uh, when I started in private practice, um, I started as a generic counsellor, so seeing clients with all sorts of presenting issues. And I think that gave me quite a nice baseline for bereavement work, because even though clients come to me with bereavement, they still have presenting issues such as depression or anxiety or PTSD or trauma. So those that knowledge that I gained through seeing generic clients gave me a good baseline for bereavement work and um, I really enjoy it. And I see all sorts of bereaved clients. I work at the moment um, on one-to-one base, sort of with individual clients, but it's it's all sorts of bereavement, sort of bereaved by suicide, uh, parent loss, child loss, um, sudden loss, um, anticipatory loss, um so it's really varied work, um, and I love it I, I I really enjoy what I do.
0: So you started off doing just another kind of counseling, and it wasn't until your grandmother passed that you kind of found that passion for bereavement and is
2: that well, how it was it was, uh, it was uh, when I was training as a counselor um i uh, I had to receive personal therapy as well and before then uh, i didn't have any therapy at all so my grandmother passed in 2005 and i trained um started to train as a counselor in 2014. so there was quite a big gap between the loss and the counseling journey and if if there was a textbook for how not to grieve (laughs) i followed the textbook to the t I I pushed my grief aside. I ignored it. I, I just, I didn't do anything about my grief till I started my training as a counselor. And then I quickly realized that actually, I just can't keep doing this. I can't ignore my grief. I actually have to deal with it. So I used personal therapy for that, to process what happened um, how to deal with it now? How to process that grief and how to how to live with that grief now um, after years of ignoring it? So training training as a counsellor really helped me to realize what what happened to me, what grief what grief is about, and what needs to happen. So it it was it was a starting point, but um, it wasn't. Uh, it, it took some time in between my losing my grandmother until I started working as a bereavement counsellor. I think it was the therapy and processing my own grief that was a sort of stepping stone. And it gave me that idea that, yes, actually, this is what I want to do. Yeah. Wow,
0: that's crazy. So I don't know if you know this about Stephanie, but she was actually a grief counsellor uh, mm. herself. And then um, and her mom passed when she was, I can't remember how old, but um, it wasn't an was 20. until... So, <laughs> Yeah. It wasn't until her son Joshua passed away that she realized that, well, you should just tell now that you're back. I was telling her how you were a counselor before. Yes,
1: I'll let you tell your own story. I have a baby that got shots yesterday and she is not happy. She's running a fever. And so I'm trying to love her. And so I'm holding her while we're doing this. So sorry. Um, (laughs) So we, yeah, I lost my mom when I was 21 and I actually started going to school to become a grief counselor. Then, um, And it was really good. I thought I knew what grief was. Right. But Mm. now (laughs) it was when I lost Joshua that I was like, Oh, I don't know anything about grief, but yeah, yeah, I worked for hospice and did some of that until I started having babies.
0: So, (laughs) Mm. yeah. Yeah. So Stephanie, do you want to just go into your, your next question there? Sure. Three. It's kind of a segue.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, we wanted to know, um, if you worked with grieving parents, you kind of answered that earlier, but, um, Do you enjoy working with grieving parents? Is that a different kind of hard for you, maybe?
2: So at the moment, I only work uh, with individuals, so I only work with uh, Mm one-to-one. But uh, to work with grieving parents uh, as a a couple, it is something I am looking into. Um, There is a qualification I need to do uh, in order to do that. And at the moment I was just finishing my accreditation. So um, in in counseling, so that's the next stepping stone. Um, That's done now, all all written out, all sent off. So that's a relief. So now I have have a little bit more time and it is something I would like to do because I think um, when it comes to parents who have been bereaved, I think it can be really beneficial that they come to counseling together. Sometimes I have seen uh, moms who, uh, let's say, uh, lost their child through pregnancy and it was just them sort of coming to see me. And often we would talk about the dad as well. And Mm -hmm. often the dads are sort of left onto the sideline, but actually it is equally important that, you know, they come together and they have counseling together because it would impact them together, you know, they are parents together. Mm -hmm. So um, yes, they would have their own individual uh, grief journey and they would probably grieve differently, but equally it's important to acknowledge that they are equally important uh, as as moms. Mm -hmm. So it is something I'm interested in doing, but at the moment, mostly I've only seen moms. I I haven't seen, when when I've seen bereaved parents, I I haven't seen dads at all. but it is, yeah, it, is, it is something I want to look into and, and definitely get qualification in and start working in.
0: And as far as the, the moms that you have done counselling for, would you say that you have different methods for how you counsel them versus somebody who's lost a parent or a sibling? Or do you pretty much all grief is grief and have the same kind of strategies?
2: Well, it is each grievous journey is very individual, and yes, it does depend on a relationship of um, relationship that we have with who we lost. So, I would say, for mums, it can be really traumatic, and any any child loss, it's it's very traumatic loss. So, probably working with trauma, uh, you work with them with trauma as well as loss. So it's it's a it's more careful work, more slower at, at sort of a slower pace, um, more sort of tailored. But then equally, I would tailor my grief work to each individual, no matter what loss they experience. Because, let's say for example, you uh, you are a, um, a ch- let's say you are a child and you lose you lose mum. It can be equally traumatic if you experience sudden loss. So mm-hmm. sometimes it doesn't matter on the loss. It depends on the relationship that we have with that loved one. So really I'm a counselor who is client late. So I, I see the client, they come and see me. And um, we talk and I gauge uh, from the client um, how we need to progress with that grief work. If we need to go slowly, or what sort of testing out what strategies would work with certain clients. Because sometimes I might suggest things uh, uh, to clients and they they I can really quickly see that it's not something they like or they would want. So mm. we'll check it out together. And, and uh, I will ask, uh, you know, as I've noticed that uh, this suggestion doesn't really sit well with you. And we will go from there. So it is mostly my work is is about, yes, making suggestions and using strategies, but really testing it out with the client and see how well it sits with the client. Because each client is individual, their grief is individual, and their grief therapy needs to be individual as well. So um, it is important that that I do that for the client. That's great. That's I'm true. glad that you
0: said that. Cause yeah, it is so true.
2: Were
1: you going to say something else, Stephanie? Oh no. Oh, Just okay. that, you know, we are, we are individual in our own grief mm-hmm. and we're going to grieve different ways. And so it's good to have someone that's able to, um, personalize that for us. Does that make oh. sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You personalize your, um, counseling towards what they need specifically, which I guess is what you would do normally for counseling, but, I guess I don't really think of that in terms of like bereavement. Everybody grieves differently too. So mm. that counseling should be different as well. That makes sense. Mm. Um, so as far as your Instagram, so that's how we actually came across you and your counseling um, is your Instagram account. And so Stephanie had seen your reel on grief journaling mm-hmm. and that's one of the why we actually wanted to talk to you. So can you tell us a little bit about grief journaling and why you recommend it and that kind of thing?
2: Yes. Yeah. So, um, I just want to say that um when I lost my grandmother it was it was a very very traumatic loss for me. it was a sudden loss uh I mean she died of heart attack and mm. um basically i received received a dreaded phone call uh early hours in the morning that you know that phone call is gonna deliver bad news. you just know yeah and um actually when i um Again, going back to that how not to grieve textbook, uh, (laughs) that's that's how I grieved. So I I experienced deep shock and um, almost went into an autopilot to to survive. So, because I'm originally from Slovakia and I was already living in UK. And in Slovakia, um, we have to have funerals within three days of uh, the disease dying. So everything has to be done really quickly. Mm-hmm. And um, I realized I have another valid passport. So I couldn't travel. So I had to then contact embassy, go and sort out the passport. So it was really, really everything quite automatic. And um, mm-hmm. I don't want to stay away from the, the journal, but I, I so wish that someone told me about grief journaling because I think that I, I, I so needed that to, to actually help me to process what happened. But then, when my loss happened, I was so lost in, in, in grief and not knowing how to grieve. I just, I just didn't know and I didn't have anyone to guide me. Uh, my, my family and my family's take on grief is um, just to get on with it. Um, get over it, Uh, you know, it happened, this is life, Uh, dying is part of life, which yes, it's true, but um, we, 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 as a family, we uh, didn't talk about feelings, emotions, so there was no processing of what actually happened. Um, So, the reason why I'm really quite a big advocate of grief journaling is uh, when I, was, when I was trying to heal, many years later, when I was trying to heal from my grief and when I realized that avoiding and pushing away is simply not working, um, I realized, I, I then found out through doing uh, various researches and, and uh, talking to my therapist, um, I learned about grief journaling. And um, the more I read... Um, the more I work with my clients and um, I talk to my clients about grief journaling, the more I learned how beneficial this can be and how how healing and how grounding can grief journaling be. So, and again, when I work with my clients, I will talk about grief journal, but I will not force anyone to to start grief journaling or, or say, this is what you must do. This is what you should do. Because again, it is not for everyone. Not everyone likes writing and actually not everyone is ready to um, unpick their feelings and emotions. Not, not everyone is at that stage. And that's what grief journaling is about, to really dive deep into how we feel, what emotion is coming up for us and how we want to move forward. What do we, what is happening with our grief? Um, Not, not everyone is ready to acknowledge that. Um, But grief journal really offers this and and more. So it's, it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah.
1: Oh, I agree. Um, For me, right after we lost Joshua, somebody, I got like three journals and (laughs) I didn't know what to write. Like in Mm. one of them, um, I wrote a letter to Joshua, um, just yeah. kind of explaining how I wish I could have changed things that day. But yeah. I haven't picked it up since. Like, I I don't know what to write about. Um, so are there any, like, prompts that you would
2: suggest for us? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So when, when I have clients uh, who are quite keen on the idea of grief journaling, then we go through exactly this because it can be, it can feel quite overwhelming. Absolutely. And absolutely, we can, we've got that grief journal, we, we sort of purchase it and think, oh my God, now I'm what? i supposed to write. <laughs> yeah. Where do I start? Where do I even start? Mm-hmm. So, again, last thing I want for my clients to feel that this is yet another chore to do. So it mustn't be a chore. It must be a choice, you know, something that we willingly want to participate do, and do it for us. So uh, props. um, I would say again, um, it's your journal, your rules. And I always say this and it can be you can be as creative as you like or not. For some people, uh, they feel comfortable just writing. And like Stephanie said, let's say, writing a letter um, or writing um, how they feel. Um, Some of my suggestions are let's say, if you want to, if you saw um, like a, a really good quote, let's say on Instagram or on any social media, and that quote really spoke to you. So one of the props for a grieving journal can be writing that quote down and really unpicking, sitting down with that quote and really unpicking and thinking, what does that mean to me? What does it, how does it connect, how does this quote connect me to my grief? Um, and almost extending on that quote, or if, if it is a, uh, I did a quote um, uh, the other day on my social media asking If you had one more minute, what would you do? So seeing anything like that and and sort of uh, again, food for thought, you know, thinking, oh my God, yes, what what would I do? Uh, How would I act differently? Would I say something different Um, um, and so on? So we can can use quotes for prompts for writing journal. Um, We can use emotions. So let's say one day you sit down and you just feel sad and um, you don't know how to. Um, you don't uh, you, you might not necessarily know why you feel sad. So you start with the sadness sort of writing even a sentence. Oh, today, I feel really sad and then almost uh, personalizing that sadness, thinking, how does my sadness feel? If it was a color, what color would it be? Uh, and giving it, yes, giving it a color. So would it feel black? Would it be red? Um, and, or, again, picking your own color. If it had a voice, what would it say? Um, and, and sort of really personalizing that feelings and emotions and, and going with the flow and sort of writing more a, a, about what is coming up for you. And this way we we can really connect with how we feel. Because... We start off with I'm feeling sad, but from that we can find out, okay, why did I feel sad in the first place? What happens to me when I feel sad? How does my sadness look like? What do I do when I'm sad? Sort of really extending on that and really elaborating and writing more. Um, Another thing with grief journals can be... um, especially for when you had children, sort of like uh, when you lost your child, um, marking milestones. So let's say uh, this day he would start school. So really uh, uh, maybe if you are a good drawer, maybe drawing even a picture of your child um, or cutting out pictures, you know, you might see a picture that um, you see, you see a picture of a child and you think, oh, it really looks like mine would look at that age. And like cutting out that, yeah. yeah, cutting out that picture and sticking it into journal, and write you know, this day we would meet this milestone. So let's say first day at school, first day of preschool, and so on. Um, um for um, sometimes people, when when we have our loved ones who let's say liked um, baking or cooking, so uh, again. Uh, let's say, flicking through a magazine and seeing a recipe that, um, let's say, your mom, if you lost your mom, uh, your mom used to love to cook. Even cutting that recipe out and writing a story, you know, this was our favorite meal to cook together, or uh, this this was a a favorite meal that mom just cooked for me or for us, or we did this on special occasion. So really connecting a story, your own narrative to the picture, or some people like uh, when you like connecting with nature, and I, and I know you both like outdoors and and, and going out. So some people like um, let's say picking flowers and pressing the flowers, and you can press flowers um, and stick them in a journal, and and um, again connect that flower to a story. You know, uh, let's say um, you went for a walk and. This would be a walk that we would enjoy all together. Um, let's say with Joshua, um, uh, you know, you would be there. Uh, this is what we would do. Um, uh, this is something you would like, and, and so on. You know, really, uh, you can be as creative as you like with a uh, grief journal. You, you can have, you can include anything and everything in there. But um, it, what it ha- it has to be something that you willingly want to do and something that is sort of helping you and and guiding you through your grief, not something that you have to do, something that you want to do. I think that's very important. Yeah.
1: Cool. I like that. I mm-hmm. hadn't thought about like all those little things that you could add into your journal It would be like a journal scrapbook kind of thing
2: almost. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I like that. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah, yeah that maybe, reminds me of a kind
0: of like a a bullet journal, I've always wanted to do that, where people, put, you know, kind of make a collage and
2: do their Yay. to-do lists
0: and their poems and, you know, all of their thoughts and stuff. And it just, they look so cool and I'm not that artistic, but I'm like, the thought Whatever. of it is so overwhelming. Not my drawing, though. So I'm like... <laughs> That looks so cool, but like the thought of starting it just like makes me sweat. <laughs> like,
2: I don't know where to start. <laughs> and and this is it. Is you know, it's not for everyone, and that's why I when I work with clients, I I, I talk about what what can be included in a journal, how can <clears throat> journal can be done, and some people will co- connect to it immediately and and really see the the potential and really sort of warm to it. And for some people, they just say, "Oh, I don't think that's for me. I don't I don't think I would like that." And you know, either way, it's okay. Um, some people like to have it, like when you said about the scrapbook. Some people, and um, I don't know now we live um, with COVID restrictions, so we're not traveling a lot. But for some people, the, the size of the journal is really important as well because they like to carry it around with them in case they they see something significant and they want to write it down immediately. So they they have it with them as a as a comfort. Um, like you said, you know, seeing a poem or just seeing something um, uh, written or, or hearing something. Someone said something and they want to jot it down so they don't forget. They like to have the journal with them. Um, so that, that can be quite comforting. And of course, yeah. in grief journaling, we can then see really visually how we're moving through our grief. where we, we can see where we started and how, let's say, broken, we were and how how we are changing through the journey you know through through the years through months and the years and that's mm-hmm. that's a beautiful reflection as well when we look at the start how how difficult it was for us to maybe even put pen to paper and to express how we feel to many many pages later and see how we are now able to express ourselves and to say how we feel and how it is for us so it is nice because sometimes when when we are grieving, it's hard to recognize that um, our grief is changing and that we are changing and we are um, becoming acceptive of our grief. Sometimes we don't we don't realize that. Um, okay. But when we, have, when we have it documented, we can see it, it's visual. It's it, it's there. So it's quite nice, especially for someone who is visual and who likes that visual reminder. Yeah. yeah. I, have I think that's...
1: Three. Yeah. Go ahead.
0: Oh, I was gonna say, I think that's something that we kind of already do. And I think a lot of people already do just like on their social media, you know, you post a couple pictures and be like, yeah, this reminded me of this one time or, you know, even just talking about memories. And we do that already, but just having an actual book that you can like carry around with you and use it or just your day-to-day things that make you think of your whoever, your child for us. You know, I think that's really cool, too, to have, like, you know, I'm going to jot this poem down, and then later I'm going to, you know, think about it and cut it down and see why that stuck with me. Or, you know, the only time that I've ever really done anything besides, like, Facebook posts, I actually thought I wanted to write a book at one point. (laughs) And so I went back, it was probably... I don't know, maybe three or four months. I think that's when I finally was like, okay, now I can kind of be alive. I feel like alive again. You know, the first two months were just so hard. And I think like it was three or four and I'm like, okay, I feel like I can have some joy again. Maybe I'll talk about how hard it was the first couple of months. And I remember I wrote the first chapter of the book and it talked about like why it sucked so bad and the really, really hard parts and how I really fell into this like deep, dark place, you know, and I just like put my heart and soul. Like I was bawling the entire time I was typing and, and then I finished that and I've never looked at it again. Like, that's just what I needed. I just needed to, like, get off of my chest how I felt. And that was so healing for me. Like, I never, I never looked back. Like, I don't even know where it is. It's probably somewhere on my computer. But I never shared it with anybody. I never went back and wrote another chapter. That was it.
2: And absolutely, this is, this is the beauty of things. When we find something that really helps us to get through our grief, so, for you, it was, it, it was writing that and, and getting it off, the che- off your chest. And for some, grief journaling can absolutely offer this, you know, getting off your chest how we feel, uh, what we are thinking. Uh, because uh, uh, many times, when, when we, especially with sudden bereavement, we really struggle to see any future. Uh, it, it's, it's really, really hard. And again, having that journal, it's a reminder that actually, uh, future is happening because then we, we've got months, pages, pages later. So we lift to the future. Uh, we, we somehow made it, and that can be so so helpful for some people. Yeah, and it's personal. You know, it's 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 for you. Uh, social media, it's yes, we we put posts up and these interactions with others and relating with others, absolutely. But this is for your own, processing your own grief and for your your own use only. So it feels quite sort of, quite intimate, quite, you know, quite personal. Yeah. And I think that's that's the beauty of Grief Journal, that it is very personal. I think that's beautiful. I'm always
1: afraid that if I write something down that's like really... You know just me how I'm feeling that years later like my kids are gonna read it and think I was just nuts <laughs> um and so I need to figure out how to like um not censor myself I guess be able to just yeah. write from the heart and not worry so much about somebody else
0: reading it I guess being authentic it's your with journal. At The same time. I know yeah. <laughs> I, I guess know. that's like the cliche though that, right that somebody's gonna grab your journal and read all your deepest darkest
2: thoughts right <laughs> Uh, yes. And, uh, you know, again, when if someone does find it, let's say uh, someone would read it. Well, hopefully not because it is your person. So it should be only for you. Uh, but if it was your children who, who found it many, many years later, then it would almost give them permission then to be the same or similar that actually it is OK to have these crazy thoughts or or use these crazy words, or actually it is okay sometimes to be stuck and not knowing if, if that was noted down. Let's say one day you, you, you would write, I, I, I really feel stuck and I, I just don't know how to move on. So if someone else read it many, many years later, then they would see actually it is okay. It's okay to be stuck in grief or it's okay to feel this way because my mum did and, and look at her now, you know? So uh, it can be a nice reminder for someone else that, you know, whatever we put on a paper, it's okay. It really is okay. See, Stephanie? That's beautiful.
0: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. Oh my gosh. Okay, and now you are 50 pounds. <laughs> right? <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, um, uh, did you want to ask your next question? question,
1: Stephanie, kind of goes into that again. Sure. Yeah. So um, if you had one piece of advice for a person fresh in their grief, what would it be? We're going to pick your brain for a little bit.
2: (laughs) Do not bottle up your grief. It's, uh, I know it is a coping strategy and it was mine. Absolutely. It was mine. I, I bottled it up. I put it on a sideline because I just didn't know what else to do with it. But actually, it, it doesn't go away, it, it really does not go away. You know, no matter what you are trying to do with it, hide, hide from it, run away from it, uh, but push it down, put it to the side and ignore it. Nothing like that works. Uh, it works for some time. <laughs> yes, I'm guilty of that, absolutely. And this is, this is me speaking from my own experience. Um, it is a coping strategy and yes, it works. It works, yeah, because it works for me, but it only works for a certain amount of time. it doesn't work forever, and actually, we then reached the point where we realize that we we cannot go on like this, we just cannot go on ignoring grief we we cannot go on just not processing what happened to us we've got to we've got to talk about it, so one piece of advice I would give just please talk, find someone who who understands if it is a friend, you know, neighbour, relative, um, whoever maybe had similar experience that would be understanding, would have that empathy to listen and let you talk, not not necessarily give you advice or anything like that. I think Mm -hmm. often at the beginning, um, we, we just got to sort of, get off our chest that disbelief that this happened, because this is this is what we are presented with, you know, that utter disbelief. How, how has this happened to us? How is this even possible? So even voicing that can help. And having someone who, who understands us can be really helpful. And saying that as many times as we need to. And if you don't have such friend, then Absolutely seek professional help. Go and see a bereavement counselor, grief counselor, and speak to someone and try to process what happened to you because you can't keep avoiding it forever. You really just you can't.
0: Yeah, I love it. Great advice. <laughs> I should be listening. <laughs> um, so, well, we really appreciate having you on our podcast. This has been. Very enlightening, and I definitely am taking lots from it. So can you tell our, our listeners where they can find you on social media and online?
2: Yes, so um, I'm on Instagram. Um, my handle is bereavement underscore counselling underscore UK. Um, I have got Facebook page um, uh, with bereavement counselling UK name, and... Um, I've got my website, which is uh, www.crowleybereavementcounseling.co.uk. Um, so, anyone who wants to uh, uh, follow me or see posts on social media, that's where they can find me. So, Instagram and Facebook. Okay, we'll and she's got great that. posts.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll <laughs> Thank include you. those uh, URLs and handles in our YouTube description as well as our blog, so you guys can find her there. But, anyways, Denisa, thank you so much for being on our episode today. We really appreciate it. Take, and I'm sure it's been a long day for you because it's what eight o'clock there now p.m. Uh, yes, yes, yeah, just past yeah.
2: eight o'clock. Yeah, no, yeah. But it, it's been it's been my pleasure. It's yeah. Uh, I, I feel honored to be asked, and um, yes, I feel very passionate about this topic, and um, I'm glad I could share it with with you and your listeners. And I'm really sincerely hoping that. It's going to inspire someone to uh, try g- grief journaling um, and just sort of giving it a go and see what happens, you know, if they like it or not. And it is about experimenting, you know, just giving it a go and see what happens. Not being hard on yourself, just giving it a go, as simple as that. Well, well
1: I love well, it. And you. You've inspired me, that's for sure. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're <laughs> yeah. welcome. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.